Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of Bad Language. I am your host, Brian Anthony Davis. Yes, I have my own show with my narcissistic title. Now, this is not where I just cuss like crazy. No, I don't cuss at all in these shows. No, I do at home. Well, maybe when the kids aren't listening or when I'm out with my buddies or where I'm just at the drive through at Arby's. I like to just throw it. Hey, get me one of them there. Boop, beef and cheddars. So with that being said, once again, this is a chance for me to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and you guys are listening and it's, it's kind of one-sided here, just the way I like it. But when you get a chance to retort, you can, because that's what message boards are all for. I'm a big boy. I can take it. Lay it on me. So let's do it, my friends. But before we do all that, Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and where you can get your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. Now, this is not you putting on a helmet and your need to hang out and get free season tickets and sniff through the locker room and go through the wallets of Akello Witherspoon and the such. No, I'm not saying that. This is for you to get all the information you need. And when you do that, there's only one place to go. Let me ask you a question. Do you like to read about the Pittsburgh Steelers? If you do, where are you going? You go to BTSC, that's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is chock full of great writers, and those great writers get you that breaking news just like that. You know what? It's funny. My friends try to tweet it out to me. They try to get the information to me on text first. I'm like, no, it's already on BTSC. Because senior editor Jeff Hartman, editor Dave Schofield, they are on it like Donkey Kong. They get it out there fast, so check it out. Anything worth reading is on BTSC when it comes to your black and gold. There is great commentary. Guys like Tony Defio, they break out the satire and the commentary, and it's better than anybody. But read it. Just don't read the title, because when you read the title, you're, you're going to have one opinion. When you read it, then you have a completely different idea, because sometimes headlines will give you a different story. Don't judge a book by the cover. Don't judge an article by the title. Get in. You will be better for it. You'll have great respect for it as well. Also, we've got film study galore. You've got the vertexes with Dave Schofield and Jeffrey Benedict. You have great film study by my good friend KT Smith, my partner on a show. And it's called Here We Go, The Steeler Show. And that's something that you can catch on the podcast side. Speaking of the podcast side, where are you going to get all of your listening, Steeler Needs? Yeah, it's here. Three original shows every single day. We got it. It's all for you. It's for us, too, because we're fans and we love talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And one of the things that everybody's talking about right now, my friends, it's simple. They're talking about... Oh, the Steelers lost Ben Roethlisberger. They were eliminated in the playoffs in the first round, the last two years. And the two years before that, they didn't make the playoffs. It's over. It's a new era. They've got to start over. The dreaded R word. Not the R word that you're thinking is rebuild. All they need to do is reload. Because think about this. Your wife, your husband says, hey, what are we going to do for dinner? We have nothing in the closet. But you go to the cupboard and there's some things there. 
you know, you have maybe some ramen noodle. You've got some cans of potatoes. You've got a couple raw onions. You have the makings of something. So you go to the store. You don't go to the store to get everything because you have stuff. You have stuff that you can get by with. But if you want a great meal, what do you do? You go to the supermarket and you reload. Yes, you reload. You go get some meat to go with those onions and the potatoes and you make a pretty good stew. You can do that. You could find the stuff you have. You just add to it. Sometimes you're buying smart. Sometimes you're getting something that is brand new that has not been in the supermarket before. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? The NFL draft? That's exactly what the NFL draft is. You do not have to start over when you're going for groceries. You do not have to start over when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we are going to talk about that even more. But before we talk about that, I got to tell you what, I'm a little bit lazy and I know I'm loud and I've got my pseudo Yinzer accent that I like to bust in every once in a while because I am from Western Pennsylvania, Johnstown, PA. Some of you think that's Central Pennsylvania. I will argue all the way to hell and back, or at least Murraysville, whatever comes first. So all I'm going to say this, I need to go across the pond. I need to get a posh voice in here with a little bit more of reasoning skills than I have. So I want you to sit back, grab a nice Chianti, and take a listen to my man, it's Britsburg, the voice across the pond. Owen David is here to talk about reloading or rebuilding for your heroes and hypocycloids, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Owen, the floor is yours, my friend. Hello, BTSC. Hi, bad. This is uh, Britsburg Owen, voice from across the pond, speaking to you from Murray Old England. So, rebuild or reload, does it matter? Isn't it a question of semantics? Isn't it a question of which word you want to use? Rebuild. Rebuild what? Is to tear something down, to destroy it and start again? Are we doing that? Do Pittsburgh ever do that? Is that a Steelers thing to do? I don't know. Or is reloading, retooling more a Steelers thing to do? You know, if I had to give my opinion for what it's worth from over here in England, I say the Steelers never, ever really rebuild. You know, even through those turbulent years between 1998 and 2000, when we were described as rebuilding after a 7-9 and nine season in 1998 and a 6-10 and season in 1999, the Steelers have never been a team that have ever really torn everything down and started again. Not in the same way that the Seattle Seahawks are doing this year, or the Jags, or the Lions, or the Jet Jets seem in a perpetual motion of constantly doing, of rebuilding and tearing down and starting again. Even after a losing record back in 2003, when uh, we went into the 2004 draft, we drafted eight players, but only four made the, ro made the roster. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Ricardo Colclough, Max Starks and Matt Kranchek. And we only re-signed really Juice Staley, uh, we got the undrafted free agent of Willie Parker and the punter Chris Gardocki. They were the only real signings that we made. It was never really a rebuild after that last losing season. And I think we forget sometimes that Last season wasn't that bad, guys. It was 9-7-1. and one. We were half a game out of winning the division, half a game back on that Bengals team that everybody sung the praises of, with the Steelers team that everyone said was awful and the worst team in the playoffs and had the worst quarterback in the world. Well, so if you listen to the likes of Colin Cowherd and people like that. But do the Steelers ever rebuild? Or do we just reload, retool? 
Isn't that what we're really doing this off-season? We're reloading. We're retooling our offensive line. If you look at that offensive line now, we've definitely retooled it. The likes of James Daniels, who I am so excited to see play. Right guard, centre, left guard, wherever. This guy is going to be a leader on that offensive line. Just listen to what he says. He is so impressive. He's a stealer, and he sounds like a Pittsburgh stealer. Mason Cole, another one, possible centre, possible guard. Mason Cole is going to retool that offensive line. The re-signing of Chukes Okorafor, whatever you feel about the Okorafor signing, shows that they've got some confidence in him and are seeing him as part of that retool of the offensive line, along with the acquisition, obviously, as Pat, uh, Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, previously from the Carolina Panthers. Someone who very much suits the style of the likes of the Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson, who we already have on the team. You know, even going to our defence, our defence was never in need of major, major rebuild, was it really? If you look at the weaknesses last year, they were mainly down to the fact that we had injuries to people like Tyson Alualu and Stefan Tuitt. So, Gennard Avery, the um, outside linebacker depth from the Eagles, the brilliant Miles Jack, who I'm so looking forward to seeing him to inside linebacker alongside Devin Bush. Reminds me a bit of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers inside linebacker duo that won the um, Super Bowl. Along with that, obviously, we've got Gunnar O, the new punt returner. Uh, Levi Wallace, who comes into cornerback to play alongside the likes of Cam Sutton, the Keller Witherspoon, and Mitch Trubisky, who I'm very much looking to see and looking forward to seeing as our QB1. Yes, we've still got needs. Yes, we've all got... We've, all NFL teams still have needs. The coaching staff as well. I mean, we've, re, we've retooled our coaching staff, haven't we? If you look at the offensive side of the ball, we've kept Matt Canada. We haven't torn the offense down. We haven't rebuilt the offense from scratch, even though it was weak last season. We've got Canada still. We've brought in Frisman Jackson. We've brought in Pat Meyer. We've still got Faulkner, the running backs coach. We've still got Alfredo Roberts, the tight ends coach. We've still got Mike Sullivan, the quarterbacks coach. Defence is possibly the place that's seen the biggest overhaul, but not massively. Caterell Austin is our new defensive coordinator and Brian Flores, our new senior defensive assistant and linebackers coach. But Jerry Olofsavsky is still there. Kyle Dunbar is still there, amongst others. That's still there, along with the involvement, obviously, is Mike Tomlin, who has always had a role in calling the defence. We've re-signed players like Robert Spillane, Montrevious Adams, Akella Witherspoon, JC Hassenhauer, Dwayne Haskins. You know, I think it just comes down to a, a case of which word do you want to use about the 2022 Steelers? Is it a retool? Is it a reload? Is it a rebuild? You know what? I don't think it matters what word you actually use to describe it. But what is a fact is that the Pittsburgh Steelers are reloading this team ready to again challenge next season. Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, Brandon Hunt are retooling this offensive line. They're retooling and reloading parts of the defence that are gaps. They've rebuilt perhaps the quarterback slot after 18 years of Ben, not gone. But perhaps we do need to rebuild there. Perhaps that is a bit of a rebuild. So does that word rebuild, retool matter on what position you're talking about? Who knows? But quite frankly, who cares? At the end of the day, it's all about the fact that Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin are doing the best for our 2022 Steelers and putting them in a position to win and to challenge. I, for one, am really positive going towards this 2022 draft where we can still pick up players to help us reload this roster. So let's keep this going, Steeler Nation. Let's keep that positive vibes going. With Here we go, Steelers. Oh, and thank you so much. That was very well said. I picture you in a smoking jacket. A black and gold smoking jacket, sitting back with a little pipe, a nice Chianti, just sitting there next to the fireplace, just telling us about the Steelers. So thank you so much. We will talk to you again next week, my friend. 
We appreciate you being on the show. So you heard from Owen. He doesn't think the Steelers ever need to rebuild. Well, there's been times that they needed to rebuild. I think the last true rebuild in Pittsburgh was probably 1969. That was a mess. Their quarterback in 1969 won Dick Shiner, number 17 in your program, number one in Jess Hart. Mine too. Dick Shiner was the man for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He started game one for the Steelers in 1969. They won. They beat the Detroit Lions. Next thing you know, they lost 13 straight, and that's not good. But wait a second. You lose 13 straight. You have one win, and next thing you know, you're tied with the Chicago Bears, and it comes down to the dreaded coin flip. And in Pittsburgh Steelers history, coin flip is kind of a bad word. Anybody remember one Jerome Bettis? 1998 ruined my Thanksgiving. I don't do well with coin flips myself. I think I barely win a coin flip. I don't even, I can't even flip a coin. Dude, I mean, I can't shuffle cards. So that, I guess I'm just not good with my hands. I'm good with my brain, but not with my hands. So coin flipping, not good for me. Shuffling cards, not good for me. So the Steelers, I think it's just, it's just not a great thing. When they're doing coin flips. Now, do I know what the statistic is of the Pittsburgh Steelers and coin tosses? I bet you right now, whatever he's doing, Dave Schofield, his ears are perking up. He's like, hey, that's a stat geek. I think I might have to do that show. So it comes down to a coin flip. Terry Bradshaw or some other dude. Chicago Bears, George Hallis and company against Arthur Rooney. I think Dan was there for the coin flip, probably. Art was smoking a cigar somewhere. Dan did all the work. Art was great. I'm not saying Art wasn't. I'm just saying Dan was the man behind everything. The man with the plan. DMR, one of the greatest. So they do this coin flip. The Bears lose. The Steelers win. The Bears get a dude I don't even know. I I gotta look that up. I don't care. I know it's just not a big name. The Chicago Bears went into hibernation. They weren't good again until that one great season in 1985. But still, things would have been much different if that coin flip goes another way. Then you've got a guy in Chuck Knoll. He comes aboard. He's like, all right, I know what's going on. Chuck Knoll knew how to build a team. And he had to build it. He couldn't retool. He had nothing to retool with. So... The 1970s come, and they're picking last almost every single time at the end of the decade. They're picking guys like Robin Cole in 1976. Actually, 77 was Robin Cole. In 78, they're picking Ron Johnson. 79, Greg Hawthorne. 1980, 28th pick of the draft again with Mark Malone. You know, they're picking these guys at the end because they've had so much success. But guess what? The 80s weren't as bad as you think they were. You look at the 1980s with your Pittsburgh Steelers, and you will see that this team, they came close a couple times. They went to the AFC Championship game with a 9-7 team in 1984. Guys, if they even had a quarterback, man, that's a Super Bowl team again. 
They had a great run to end the decade, 1989. Remember, only five teams made the playoffs in those years. And they didn't really have a lot of losing records. They, they didn't. They just missed the playoffs. But when five of 14 teams get in, it's a lot harder to get in. So think about that. There, that was a team that was competitive. That was a team that won a good bit of divisions in that time. Well, I guess they won four divisions in the 1980s. We're just spoiled because there have been so many. But when you look at the 1980s, it wasn't good because that is a low bar for the Steelers. The bar was low because they had all those great years in the 1970s. And speaking of the 1970s, real quick, they win four Super Bowls, kind of could have won six. We've had how many Super Bowl champions? We've had 56 Super Bowl champions. And you have two teams that have won the most, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots, the two greatest teams of the Super Bowl era with six championships each. So that's 12. And then the other 30 teams are vying for those other 44 positions as Super Bowl champions. So that's a winning franchise, but I get it. We're spoiled. I'm spoiled. I want them to win every year. It's not right when someone else is hoisting the Lombardi trophy. I have to admit, I never watched the Baltimore Ravens hoist a Lombardi trophy back in 2001. And back in 2013, I I didn't watch it. I didn't want to. I didn't want to see Harbaugh raising it. I didn't want to see Art Modell dancing back in 2001. I hated that guy when he was with the Browns. Hated him even more when he was with the Ravens. I don't want to see Ray Lewis celebrating either time. I didn't. I turned it off because I could not stomach it. But even though the Pittsburgh Steelers have come up short since 2008, they've been pretty successful in that time. So now that Ben Roethlisberger is gone, yeah, they got to, I mean, this team's going to stink. They're going to be bad. You know it. They're going to be 4-13 and, and 13 in that. No, they're not. They are not going to be 4-13. and 13. They're not going to start over. Because they have the philosophy, because they have the culture, and all they have to do is go to the supermarket and reload. That's what they did. That's what they did in a number of ways. You need to fix the offensive line, go to the supermarket, get some known commodities. Or you go to the farmer's market, and that's the draft, and you bring some guys in. They're going to bring somebody in in the draft on that offensive line. I I saw somebody really jerked my chain the other day and upset me because nothing's good enough for some fans. And I read this. When we were doing the preview, and it's on the side of the screen in the live chat, well, when you retain 60% of the worst line in the NFL, how is that going to be helpful to this team? Come on. Come on. Look, you have new coaches, so you've got a new cook. The new cook is going to see the ingredients and like, all right, I'm going to use these ingredients this way instead of cutting the onions in strips, I'm going to dice them. I'm going to saute them. 
Then I'm going to put them in butter and I'm going to fry them up first with the meat, with the stew. It's going to be a different taste. That's what they're doing. Am I making you hungry? I'm hungry. That's what the coaching staff's here to do. Look at that offensive line. Am I elated that Chuksakorafor is back? No. But he started. He was not horrible for that team. He's not going to be a pro bowler. You're not going to have five pro bowlers or five all pros on an offensive line. It's not. But you don't like the center you have. He was a rookie. It didn't really work. You're thinking, all right, he's going to work out better as a guard, possibly. I didn't think they were going to do it. Now I'm thinking when I hear Mike Tomlin talk, they're probably going to do that, especially after they bring in a guy like Mason Cole. Yeah, so they're going to go ahead and do that. Then you look, they bring in another guard. Guard was the position where everybody was saying in the draft, that's what you need to do. You need to go get Zion Johnson from Boston College. You need to go and get guys like that. If you can get a guard, your problems are solved. Now, look at the wealth you have at guard right now. You've got Kevin Dotson. Remember, when that line was bad, Kevin Dotson was hurt quite a bit in the season, and he was gone. He didn't start a full 16 games. I think he started like nine. Kevin Dotson was not available to this team. You ended with John LeGlue. John LeGlue did a pretty good job. But if Kevin Dotson is fit and healthy, you've got a pretty darn good guard tandem with James Daniels. You've got a guy in Mason Cole now. Plus, you've got a heck of a backup, possibly. A guy that's going to back up at guard and at center that could turn into something. Might have needed a red shirt and didn't. And that's Kendrick Green. Tackles, at the end, nobody was going to get rid of Mr. Dan Moore Jr., number 65. They weren't because the guy is showing some promise. Reminds me of another 65, John Jackson. In that situation, he could be a starter for 10 years like a John Jackson was close to. John Jackson ended up being a starter for nine years. He could be a starter on that line, and Shooks could hold it down too. You know they're probably going to have their eyes set on bringing in somebody in the draft. You know they're going to really look at an offensive tackle probably in the first three rounds. But the guard thing is probably off the table. I'm going to tell you right now, when they pass, if he's still there, when they pass on Tyler Linderbaum, don't be shocked. The center is probably not really what you need right now with all of the other needs. And when you're talking about rebuilding versus reloading, think about this. When the Steelers go to make their 20th selection in the draft, they are probably not making that selection for 2022. They're making it for beyond. I have a feeling that you will see a quarterback drafted somewhere in those seven rounds on this team, and it's going to be for the future. That quarterback will not be coming in if they indeed draft one and play right away because you have the guy you could bridge to the future with. And that quarterback bridge, that's a new thing. We just started talking about that this year. I mean, we have all these catchphrases, draft capital, bridge quarterback, you know, stuff we weren't talking about before we are talking about now. And that's the flavor of the month. That's the phrase of the day. That's the phrase that pays. Yeah, it is. So they do not need to go ahead and be desperate in this draft. 
just two months ago. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you have everything riding on this draft. It's not riding on the draft anymore. The future's bright. They got to wear shades. They just have to get some better shades. And that's what they're going to do. Because 2022 is set. If you ask Kevin Colbert, they just need a safety translation. We're going to go out and get a safety. You know, they're not going to let that go. They're going to go get a safety. It's not going to be Tyran Matthew, probably. Because he gave you that hint. Hey, we don't get a guy going on a sixth contract. We get a guy at the end of his first contract going into a second. That's what we do. Terrell Edmonds is now a favorite of Steeler Nation. They want Terrell Edmonds back. He was the whipping post. Now they want him back. He's probably your odds on favorite to come back. And it's a smart move. Every Batman needs a Robin. Troy Palomalu, Batman. Ryan Clark, Robin. They're a dynamic duo together. When one of them is off making out with Catwoman, one is like hitting on Batgirl. You know what's happening? The other one's tied up by the Joker or inhaling some fumes from the Penguin's umbrella. That's what's going on. But when they're together, they know how to get out of jams and they know how to stop the opposition. So you've got Batman. He wears number 39. His name is is Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, Minka has had a Batman for the last couple years. Terrell Edmonds. You don't need two Batmans. You don't. You need one Batman, and you need one Robin, and you're going to be pretty darn good, and I think that is a pretty good safety stable now because, remember, you've got Arthur Mallette coming back. You've got the kid that was drafted by Oakland. Number eight is back. Again, they brought him back for another year. Well, bad. I mean, he stunk. He hardly made the team. Yeah, that guy came in in October. You can't just bring in Carl Joseph and say, Carl, you're in and we need you to take over and be Robin. He's got to turn into Robin. The Steelers need a Robin. And according to Kevin Colbert, when they get that Robin, they're done. They're ready. All they got to do is get to camp and they've got to hone it. And when they go to the draft, they don't have to go crazy saying we've got to save our season by getting this position. They can go to the BPA best player available. And that's exactly what they're probably going to do. And that will be phenomenal. There you have it. Rebuild. (laughs) They don't need to reload. Absolutely. That's what this team does. That's what the Steelers do. Can you really remember when they reloaded versus rebuilt? They reload all the time. When they brought Roethlisberger in, in 2004, they're immediately a 15-1 and team. You have to have pieces on your team. You've got to have the right pieces in place to protect your rookie quarterback. And that's exactly what they did. They just brought a guy in to help them reload at that position. They didn't expect the reload to happen so quickly. They thought they had another year with Tommy Maddox at the helm. Then Tommy Maddox gets beat up in Baltimore. There you go. Next thing you know, they're in the AFC championship game. Next thing you know, a year later, hoist in the sticky Lombardi. And guess what? Ben Roethlisberger was not fantastic in that game. Had nine completions, had an interception. 
if he didn't have players around him, if he had to carry that team that year, they're not hoisting the Lombardi. They're not winning. That's what you do when you have players around you and the Steelers have some superstars on that team. They're named TJ. They're named Cam. They're named Minka. Their name's Najee. Their name's potentially Chase and Deontay. And I say potentially. Those guys could be superstars. Mitch Trubisky might be the right guy to in advance and be there for four or five years. He's young. He could be there for a while. They're reloading. They're not rebuilding. Let's just not talk about that rebuild word again. And that's what we're going to do. My friends, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You have checked me out. And Owen David, I got to say thank you to Owen David. And this has been Bad Language. And I got to tell you, you can keep your feet on the ground. You can keep reaching for the hypocycloids. But I'm not apologizing for anything. Bad language.